Welcome back again, friends, to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue working our way through the story. Today we are going to be in Genesis chapter 32. Now, one common thing that I hear repeatedly and that I have struggled with and felt for myself is you read through these stories, especially these stories of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you can really begin to struggle with all of the chaos and all of this kind of cringy, difficult stories, one after another. And you wonder, like, what's going on here? And I think that's exactly the point. I think that you're supposed to see that this book, this Bible, this scripture that we've been given isn't some kind of whitewashed, sanitized um, version of events, but it's real, and it's hard, and it's challenging, and it's human, and it's full of chaos and sin and difficulty. And I, again, think that's the point. These stories are meant to challenge us. They're not meant to be like great examples of what you should do. They're meant to show us this human struggle and the reality that we live in a fallen, sinful world and what God is willing to do and what lengths God is willing to go to in order to have a relationship with us, even despite our incredible uh, capacity for sin and for brokenness. And so today we're going to look at a story from the life of Jacob in, Je- in Genesis chapter 32, where it's really a transition point in Jacob's life and in the story up until this point. Jacob has been somebody that until this point in the story, there's not a lot of really good things to say about him. His name literally means surplanter. He was born clutching the heel of his twin brother Esau. He led a deception with his mom's help against his father Isaac, in which he received the blessing that belonged to his brother Esau. He does a lot of things that you just you wonder, what is going on here? And right now, in chapter 32, we're really at a transition moment where now he has a large family and they're headed back towards the land of promise and a potential confrontation with his brother Esau, whom he's stolen the blessing. And on the night before he is going to have this meeting with his brother, this is what we hear starting in verse 22. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose again upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. 
Therefore, to this day, the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh, that is, on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. Okay, so here we see the name change. We see Jacob go from name meaning of surplanter to Israel, which means he strives with God. Now, you and I also wrestle with God, maybe not quite as dramatically as Jacob did, um, but we wrestle with God and we usually do it internally. We're usually wrestling with our circumstances or with being obedient to something God has asked us to do. And we begin to wrestle with God when he especially asks us to move away with something that we feel familiar or comfortable or something maybe we've embraced that's not the best for us. And he's calling us away from it like sin. But we wrestle and we think, no, actually, I think I have this. I think I've got this. I think I can keep this without it being a problem. And we go back and forth with God, with what the truth of God says versus how I feel about a particular issue. Now, we see this all through the New Testament. Paul really brilliantly pens uh, in Romans chapter 7, verse 21 through 24, this description. He says, I find this law at work. Though I want to do what's good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work within me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. That's that wrestling match that we're talking about. Maybe you've experienced this. You know what you want to do and you know what's good, but for some reason you just can't carry it out. You can't actually seem to make any forward progress in that area of your life. And so we find ourselves wrestling with God and with ourselves, to be honest, because we know what's right. We know what God's word says. We know what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. And yet we find ourselves time and time again doing something else. Friends, one thing I hope you're getting from this story is there's a lot of imperfect people out there just like you, and God doesn't give up on them. God still has a purpose. He still has a plan. He's still working that purpose and plan, even in the lives of incredibly challenging, broken, stubborn people just like us. So friends, no matter where you're at today, no matter how far you've strayed away from God's purpose, from God's plan, he's not done with you yet. So friends, my encouragement to you today is to stop struggling, stop wrestling, Submit yourself to God. Repent, which means to turn around and move again towards him instead of away. Let's pray. God, I am so, so thankful that you're not done with me or anyone listening to this right now yet, that you still are working your purpose and your plan, regardless of how far we have strayed away from your plan and your path. Thank you for your wonderful grace and thank you that you sent your one and only son, Jesus, to make all of this possible. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.